RushorderTees.com has been Philadelphia's number one customer apparel company since 2002. Whether you need one or a thousand shirts, Rush Order Tees can handle any order on any deadline. Start designing online today in their online design studio or give them a call at 1-800-620-1233. That's RushorderTees.com, Philadelphia's home for custom apparel. Welcome back to the 76 Capital Leadership Series. I'm your producer, James Santor, and we have a heck of an episode for you today. We have my man, Brian Westbrook, who is the chairman of the Athlete Venture Group. A big announcement today. Brian is also somebody that actually won a basketball tournament with at Madison Square Garden. So make sure you think about that when you're listening to this episode. But Brian is an awesome guy, hell of a player, even better businessman. And we are so excited to have him take on this role with 76 Capital. He talks about everything from his career, his high school path, Villanova, the Eagles, Andy Reid, and everything else he's done with 76. One thing to note, he does talk about the Super Bowl a little bit, happened a few months ago, but the content is so good, we had to leave it on here for you. So enjoy the show, listen to everything Brian has to say, and keep listening to the 76 Capital Leadership Series. Thank you. Welcome to this next 76 Capital Leadership Series. My name is Wayne Kimmel. I'm your host and also managing partner at 76 Capital. And I am super, super excited about this episode of our 76 Capital Leadership Series. We have the next chairman of the 76 Capital Athlete Venture Group, Brian Westbrook, on our show. He is the superstar running back from the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a broadcaster. He's a philanthropist. And we'll get to talk about all the incredible things that he does in one minute. And as you know, on our 76 Capital Leadership Series, we are all about talking to the entrepreneurs, the executives, the athletes who are truly doing the next, next thing in sports. And that's what we're all about at 76 Capital, looking to invest in those entrepreneurs who are truly looking to push the limits, whether that's in esports, whether that's in sports tech, or whether that's in the sports betting industry. We want to talk with you. We want to meet you. We want to try to help and try to help make the sports industry better. That's what 76 Capital is all about. And that's what our show is going to be about today. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Wayne Kimmel on Twitter, as well as all the other social media outlets out there. You can follow 76 Capital on all the, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram at 76 Capital. And let's just get right to it. I mean, look, of course, this show would not be able to be ha- to happen without our great producer, James Santor, back at the station in Philadelphia, wearing his Philadelphia 76ers hat, you know, a day after his birthday. But here we are, and we got this great show today with Brian Westbrook. Brian, Welcome to our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Thank you, Wayne. I, I appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I've seen all the shows and uh, you guys have done a fantastic job so far with the Leadership Series and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much. And we're so excited to have you on the show because we're going to be talking about you and how what you're doing with us and have done with us and your new role as the chairman of our Athlete Venture Group. As most people know, you you were the incredible superstar running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, two-time All-Pro. Now you're a broadcaster, whether that's on the Left Go Show or on FS1 or the Fanatic. And you're also a philanthropist and always doing the right thing in the community and across the world and trying to make this world a better place. And that's what's so special about this. You know what we do on our 76 Capital Leadership Series is really get into the background of our guests, um, hear what they're all about, 
then we'll kind of bring it all the way into what's going on today. So I'd love for you to share with our audience, you know, where did you grow up and always like football? Do you always want to play football? And some of your story. Well, I grew up in Fort Washington, Maryland, which is a suburb right outside of, of D.C. So we're about 20 minutes um, outside of D.C. And I have one younger brother, Byron. Um, he's about five years younger than me. And so, you know, for the most part, all, all of our childhood with, with our parents, Ron and Zelda, it, it was all about, you know, playing sports, um, enjoying life and, and really going to school. That was that was our upbringing. Um, and just in making sure and just like parents back in the day, they were like there wasn't video games. Go outside and enjoy yourself. Go outside and play basketball. Go outside and play baseball and football as well. And so really, that's where we grew up. We grew up in a very competitive environment. My father and my uncles all played ball, uh, football, basketball and baseball. And so throughout our childhood, it was about learning through pressure, learning through um, adversity, being able to build yourself. And I think, you know, just like many other people, uh, adversity, uh, your childhood and different things certainly make you to the person you are as an adult. And I appreciate everything that I went through as a young child and as well as my upbringing back there in Fort Washington as well. Well, you know, let's let's get a little deeper into that, right? As as a young football player, were you always a running back? Well, you know, the first couple of years I was a running back. Then I, you know, I started to play quarterback a little bit and then we needed another running back. So my, my dad always allowed me to kind of just float around between running back and quarterback for the most part. But for the most part, really, I was more of a running back. And my dad was a coach. So I was blessed enough to have a, a father that was able to coach me throughout my career, um, at least leading up to high school. And so I spent a lot of time just playing running back um, and a little bit of defense as well. And it really, you know, at a young age, you try to play as many positions as you can. And, and let the chips fall where they may. You want your best athletes on the field. And at the time, I was one of the better athletes uh, for our boys and girls club. Well, that must have been really exciting to have your dad as a coach. I mean, that's such a special thing, you know, to have have you, one of your parents, you know, work with you on the field, be able to, mm -hmm. you know, the, the drive home after practice or a game. Must have been some really special stories. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's just, you know, as an adult, you start to think, and even as a father now, you start to think, how do you want to coach your kids? How do you want to raise your kids? And so many lessons uh, that I learned throughout the time my dad coaching me that really got passed on to high school and into college, into the NFL. And to me, it, it's about building that foundation. You need a solid foundation. And that's that's on the field and off the field. And my parents certainly provided, uh, provided, provided me with that. And that's, you know, that's what it was really all about for us. Make sure we're doing the right things, learning the right way and understanding that sports it for us was a reward, something that we wanted to do. But the most important thing at the time was school. And my mother certainly made sure that uh, we knew that school was the number one thing in our household. Absolutely. And then you in high school, you went to the, the great DeMatha High School in, in Baltimore. I mean, you know, the, a line of incredible people and athletes and just, you know, superstars have, have come out of that school over the years. Yeah, I mean, DeMath is in Hyattsville, Maryland. It's just a great place. Not right down the street from the University of Maryland. You know where the University of Maryland is, of course. Um, great school, great tradition. Um, you know, great young men that come out of that school. They call themselves gentlemen and scholars. Uh, just men that have learned through the fire as well. And they've learned that foundation that I speak of. Um, you learn that as a freshman and that follows you all the way through to your senior year. 
and, and when you go to the math, you know, a lot of people think it's solely about sports, but it's a great academic school. It's a great music school. It's a great school to further your education and prepare you for college. And that's exactly what I was able to do uh, in my four years in high school. Amazing. And then, you know, I, I, I see behind you right now, Brian, the Villanova helmet. Uh, you yeah. went on to, to play at Villanova and had an amazing career there. And, you know, one of the things that I, I love the story that you've I've heard you tell on stages, um, we, you've, you've shared this with with Chad and with me, you know, how you were sort of found, how you were found by Andy Reid um, while you were still playing at Villanova. That I think that's such an incredible story. If you if you could share that, that would be great. Well, well, while at Villanova, I mean, I was able to play with so many great players, so many great coaches. Andy Talley, our head coach there, was just an awesome coach. And he prepared me. You know, he prepared me for success. And, you know, when I went to Villanova, just to back up a little bit, it wasn't a, it wasn't a thought about going to the NFL. For me, the thought was, how can I or where, where can I go to college at and find the best environment to learn? Where, is it, where can I go to a place where I can get out of school and have a great network so that I can find a job, you know, because not a lot of people are going to Villanova um, to, to, to leave there and go to the NFL. That just wasn't the case at the time. Um, and, and lucky enough, I was good enough at the time. I was an All-American three times there. I was normally on the banquet tour after after the season. And so we'll go to the Maxwell Award. We'll go to different other events right there in Philadelphia. And at the time, Andy Reid was always there. And so in some of those events, I would see Coach Reid, and we would just talk, just have conversations. And I'm still in college, and he's an NFL coach. But I would pick his brain about different things and why they run on um, these types of plays and why they do those types of things that they do in the field. And in the last, uh, it's funny, in the last uh, the banquet that we went to, I, I go up and I set my award and I say thank you and all those other things. And Andy Reid comes right after me. And Andy Reid gets up there on the stage and says, you know what, if you don't watch out, I'm going to draft Brian Westbrook uh, this spring in the draft. And so I re remember, I'm a small school guy. I'm just hoping to be drafted at this point. And to hear one of the best head coaches at the time um, say something like that about you, that was certainly exciting. And you never know. Coaches say all types of things uh, throughout the draft process. But luckily enough, uh, I was able to uh, get drafted by Philadelphia. And to, to your earlier point, Andy Reid's kids came to see me. They were in high school at the time. They came to see me play high school and middle school. They came to see me play at Villanova. And they went back and told Coach Reid about me. Uh, little O'Brien Westbrook at Villanova University. So it was just a cool thing that, that kind of worked out for me. And I was able to play my professional career right in my backyard where I played my college career. That was certainly special throughout my, my, my career there in Philadelphia. Well, it certainly was, Brian. And we're so excited to have you on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. We have Brian Westbrook, the next chairman of our Athlete Venture Group, superstar running back from the Philadelphia Eagles, a broadcaster, a philanthropist, and just a overall great guy, and we're excited to have you part of our 76 Capital family. And Brian, I mean, you talk about meeting Andy Reid. Andy Reid now has taken his, you know, it, the, the, the Chiefs, this is their, they just were in their third, um, you know, championship, AFC championship game. You mm -hmm. and and Andy were in three NFC championship games as well. Actually, actually four, right? I, four, yeah, four, yeah, four. So, I mean, he's the only coach who have done this. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. What was it like playing for someone like Andy? Um, you know, pretty much most of your career, um, and and having a coach like that who, you know, you just we just hear the stories of, of the fact that he's 
He's really, you know, someone who studies so much, works so hard, and really tries to help his players and his coaches, you know, get the best out of them and really be able to, 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 to win, obviously win games, but do the right thing as, as, as a person. You know, Andy Reid, and it's kind of funny how business and sports have such a close relationship. Andy Reid is like a great CEO, like a great founder, a guy that, first of all, he's just a good person. And, and to me, that matters. That matters when you talk about getting 53 men to trust you, getting 53 men to follow you through the fire, bust through this wall with you. He's just a great person. And so um, it, it starts there for them. But I also believe a part of the same thing with the CEO uh, comparison is that Andy Reid was very knowledgeable about every single position on the field. He can come talk to the running backs about pass blocking and catching the ball out of the backfield. He can talk to the quarterbacks about five-step drops. He can talk to the offensive linemen about pass protection and run blocking. Then he can switch over to the de defensive side and tell the safeties how they need to blitz and the cornerbacks how to play their position. He understood every little position on that football field and can coach every position. The key to that, I, I think, was that he was he, he found good people to work for him, good assistant coaches, and he allowed them to go out there and coach those positions and really would only step in if he had to that had a way to add value to those conversations. And so I, I think that, that that was really, really cool for him. Um, detail oriented, always had a game plan, always was observant. And I mentioned that because I, I think as a CEO or founder, you got to understand the landscape. You got to understand what's going on within your company as well as outside of your company. You got to know the market. How, how are things moving around? How are things changing? And I just remember standing on the field and we had three fields there at the Novacare Complex and we would be practicing on one field. And Andy Reid would stop practice and go tell one of the equipment guys to go get a ball that's on the third field way over there, 200 yards away, because he doesn't want balls on the field because that's how people get hurt. And those small things, that attention to detail, um, it, it really matters. I remember every Friday he would tell us in our morning meeting, make sure you detail your work. We've already, the hay is already in the barn. We, at, we already are at the point where we know most of the things that have gone into the play action, I mean, as far as the playbook. Now it's time to detail your work. Make sure you've done the small things to make sure that you can go out there on Sunday and play freely. And, you know, Andy Reid is the guy that like that. And because of that, he's been so successful. Everywhere he's gone, he's built the team, and that team has been successful. And, you know, when I see him, um, it's nothing but love. I'll, I'll tell a quick story. You know, Andy's such a good guy. Unfortunately, his son passed away. And I go to his son's funeral, and I, I'm feeling down because I watch these kids. Like, you know, I've known him since I was in college. I watched these kids grow up. And I get there, and I'm, I'm somber. I'm sad. I'm upset, really, because of this death. And I get to Andy, and he's greeting people. He's standing beside his son's casket. And I go up, and I'm just like, Coach, you know, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do? Just give, this, give him a bear hug. His response, I'm cool. I'm fine. What can I do for you? How can I help you? Do you need any help? Do you need any assistance, anything like that? This is at his son's funeral. I'm there to support him. But in his mind, he's always there for his players. He's always um, – that father figure, that that guy that you can go to, that teacher at all moments. And even in at the death of his son, the funeral of his son, he was teaching in that moment. That it's never just about me. It's about those people around me. And I've always appreciated him for that and, and, and because of that. And my ultimate respect continues to go out to him as he continues to coach another team uh, to, the, to the Super Bowl. Uh, and he's just done a great job. It's been pretty cool to watch. Yeah, what what great stories, Brian? I mean, you know, the fact that you had an opportunity to 
to play for him for so many years. Um, and then, you know, as, as you said, he's also been able to um, not only just um, coach the players, but he's also been able to allow his coaches to do their own thing. Many of his coaches have now gone off and have become, you know, I was going to say CEOs. They basically are, right? I mean, it's the same thing, yeah. become head coaches um, across the NFL. And, and that's something that, you know, that's the legacy. That's the kind of thing that we all look to do to try to, you know, again, it's trying to make the world a better place, putting out, you know, helping others and really trying to do the right thing. And I think that's really amazing. You know, you think about that and, you know, how about, you know, through, through your career, Brian, I'm sure there were some, you know, really special um, teammates that you had or other players or other people that you competed against that you really, you know, thought that, you know, were, that did the right thing, but were also at the same time really good on the field and you enjoyed playing with them. Who are some of those people? You know, the, the first person that comes to mind is a guy like Brian Dawkins. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, we talked about it, our first meeting, Wayne, good people, you know, working with good people, because when you have good people around you, usually good things happen for them. And if they're not, you know, good things don't happen, they're still going to have a, at least a pretty decent attitude about it. It's not going to go crazy and go all haywire. But the first person jumps out to me is Brian Dawkins. And I'm talking about, we all know what he did on the field. He's a Hall of Famer on the football field. And to me, that matters. But it, it, it matters so much uh, in a smaller way to me than the person that he was. Because, you know, when I came and I come from a, a, a one double A school, small school, and all I could do when I got there was just work my butt off. That's literally all I can do. Don't say anything. Just go work your butt off. And when you work hard like that, veterans start to notice. And when veterans start to pull you in and take you underneath their wing because they see you working hard, they see the potential in you. Um, that, that means something. And so Brian Dawkins pulled me underneath his wing, even though he's on the other side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, and just showed me how to be a man. He helped me progress as an individual, um, as far as being a young man and pulled me into manhood. I appreciate those conversations. Jeremiah Trotter, same type of thing. Just showing, just showing me how to handle certain situations on the field and off the field. Donovan McNabb, another great leader, a guy that, you know, fought through a lot of crazy things. A lot of people didn't want Donovan McNabb as a quarterback in Philadelphia, didn't really appreciate the things that um, he was able to do. Rush Limbaugh's making crazy comments about him. The leader of the NAACP is making crazy comments about him. But he went to work every single day and was a professional, and I appreciated it. And so, I mean, there were just countless teammates that I could point to and say I took a little bit from them. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, I tell my kids anyway, be a thief of knowledge. Find a way to steal something small from every person that you're around, and whether they're good or bad people, find something good in that person and learn. And if it's a bad thing, learn from that as well. You don't want to ever do that anymore. And so there were just so many teammates that I appreciated. Ike Reese, again, another guy, a special teams guy, right? And so in the NFL world, everybody really wants to play offense or defense. And Ike Reese, a special teams guy, he wasn't really good enough to play full-time defense. He was a good player, just wasn't good enough to start at all at all times. But he was a special teamer, and he was our captain. And special teams mattered to Andy Reid. And I saw the way that he worked hard every single day to get better and to solidify his spot, made the Pro Bowl as a special teamer. I had guys like that pulling me along, just pulling me close to them so that I can learn how to be a better man and a better player. And I can tell you right now, I just wouldn't be here without that type of leadership. And, and to me, that means something. And now it was my job to give back to guys like LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson. As much as those guys put into me, 
I hope I hopefully I was able to help some of these younger guys that came up, up underneath me as well um, and lead them to the in the direction that they needed to go to be successful in the NFL. Uh, those those are great names, great people that you had an opportunity to play with and and learn from. Were there were there any uh, teams or com- of guys that you used to play against that you maybe get a little extra fired up to play against, or you you got you know you're like wow I really want to play against this certain this team this defense this guy because you know I got to I got to step my game up big time. Well, you know, I, I know a lot of people in Philadelphia hate the Dallas Cowboys, but, you know, when we played the Dallas Cowboys, we, you know, especially when we were rolling, we were just dominating them. They weren't good enough at the time to compete against us uh, for many years there. But but the New York Giants were always competitive against us. And so it was always our purpose to go up there to to the Meadowlands up there and, um, and even in Philadelphia and find a way to beat them. And so our, our main goal was to make sure that we, won as many games in our divisions because that was important. It was important for us to win the NFC East. It was also important for us to protect our home field, the the uh, vet when I first came into the league and then the link uh, at my, my second year. And so I think our biggest robbery was uh, with the New York Giants. And it was just, it was, it was um, a situation where they had great players. They had Tiki Barber. They had Kerry Collins as quarterback. Then Eli came along. Um, they had guys like Antonio Pierce, Michael Strahan, I mean, they just had some really good players, Amani Toomer, just solid football teams that always played well. They weren't going to make any mistakes. And most of the games came down to one or one score, three or seven points. And there was always a shootout, always a battle between us. And so that's that's one of the teams that we always wanted the least to have our best game against because they would talk trash and we would talk trash when we won and had the opportunity as well. But it was it was all about us trying to find a way to beat them, especially because we knew that we were going to play them twice. Uh, every season. Planning your next corporate event or need branding apparel for your business? RushorderTees.com is Philadelphia's home for custom apparel. Rush Order Tees can handle any order on any deadline. Give them a call today at 1-800-620-1233 or start designing online in their state-of-the-art design studio at RushorderTees.com. Well, you know, it's so great to have you, Brian, on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. We have brought the next chairman of our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Uh, sorry, the next year. You could, you could run our leadership series too, Brian. But I'll have you on the show. You're so good. At, you're a broadcaster. You're a philanthropist. Amazing running back. And uh, But what you're going to be doing with us and, and, and my partner, Chad Stender, at the Athlete Venture Group, we're super excited about that and really excited about this, this crossover and this the similarities between become being a really great athlete as well as what, you know, this, the, the same exact kind of trust that also you need to have as a business person, as a CEO, as an incredible entrepreneur. You know, and we talk about those things like, you know, having to have this, the passion, the desire, the drive, the persistence, right? I mean, you know, someone like you as a running back, you got knocked down a lot. I'm sure it hurt. At times, all yeah. and you just had to get up and not let anyone see how much it really hurt. I think you know, not that I think I know in the business world, those same things happen. It may not hurt physically as much, but mentally, you go into having this really big meeting and you get that big no, you can leave. That's that's really really tough, 
And one of the things that we found at 76 Capital is having, you know, guys like you and other athlete venture to share stories of persistence and having to get back up really help inspire and help a lot of our entrepreneurs move forward when they have some of those really big moments when they get knocked down. So maybe it would be great to share sort of your thoughts around that and how it's how it's so important to, you know, what it was like to have to get back up. But now in the same sense, how that all applies in the business world. Well, I, I absolutely agree. And like I mentioned, the CEO of a football team, a head coach, Andy Reid, is very similar to a CEO of a company. And I just think there are so many parallels between athletics and, and, and just business and life in general, to be honest with you. But I, I'll, I'll share this story about the athletic side and then I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of parlay it into uh, the, the business side as well. So um, back in 1996, I was still in high school. Um, I was a junior going into my senior year and uh, I tore my ACL. You know, I, I tore my ACL. It was a situation where I was we're playing, practicing, and I'm backing up. I fall into a, a gopher hole type of thing. My foot does, and I twist my knee, and you're torn. Your ACL is torn. And so back then, 1996, if you tore your ACL, uh, you know, there just wasn't very many colleges that were willing to give you a shot because they understood uh, now it's a five- to six-month injury. But back then, it was a year-long injury because medicine has certainly changed over the years. And so – being one of the better juniors in the country, being recruited by so many big schools, um, you know, all those schools said, listen, we can't afford to have an athlete that's already injured. And so just imagine in business, things are going great. Sales is high, revenues high, profits high. All your shareholders are happy. They're kissing, they're loving you, they're sending you Christmas presents and, and birthday gifts and things like that. And then just imagine having that bad quarter, that bad, you know, year. Um, that was kind of what I was going through. I had a, a just a bad situation where everyone that was loving me before, um, they turned their back on me. They said, no, we don't, we're not interested. And so uh, as it turned out, I played about five games my senior year. And senior year in high school is a big pivotal moment because that's going to allow you to put your tape out there, to put your highlight tape out there for colleges to see that you can still play. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, where, where most players highlight tape was 10, 15 minutes. Mine was like, two minutes. And what I did to make it 10 minutes long, I just kept repeating the plays over and over and over. So I'm sure the coaches were, you know, they were upset about that. But the, the truth is, is that in sports, um, in life, you're always going to face adversity. You're always going to face situations that that don't or don't line up with the way that you wanted them to go. There was no, you know, no thought in my mind in my junior year and even my early senior year that I thought I was going to be going to Villanova, nor did I think that I'll be playing in the NFL. But sometimes in business, just like in life, things don't necessarily take the straight road. Sometimes it's that that curvy road that, that gets you to that, that place that you need to go, but you can't get it the straight road. Sometimes it's that adversity that you go through. Sometimes it's the small things um, that you have to live through that's going to teach you how to survive. I mean, just imagine getting to your goal, but not having gone through any adversity and not have learned the, the, the hardship, not have learned the lessons that you have to learn, not have learned all that you have inside of you to persevere through those things. Now you're in the place that you want to be at, but you don't have those lessons. And, and to me, it was valuable um, to, to learn those lessons. And of course, like, like anyone else, I wasn't happy. I wasn't, um, you know, cheerful, uh, during the, the time, 
But now, you know, 20 years later, I'm saying it was those adverse times. It was those things that broke me, that nearly broke me, that actually made me who I am now. And the same things happen in business. Good things happen. Bad things happen. Great days happen. Bad days happen. And the key to all those things is that you never wanted to break you. You never wanted to see it. Uh, you, know, you never wanted to allow you to get too far down. And in the NFL, they have this saying, you're never as good as people say you are, and you're never as bad as people say you are. And so you got to ride that roller coaster, never roller coaster, never as high as you want to be, never as low as you want to be, but stay consistent. And, and for me, you know, again, sports and business are so similar. It's just going to take a strong person, no matter who you are, man, woman, you know, young child, whatever it is, sports, business or anything else. To be successful, you're going to have to go through a lot of different things. And if you can get through those things with a good attitude, with a good mind, then I think when you get on the other side, you'll be much better for it. And, and really, that's the life that I've lived uh, throughout my, my years in college and high school, as well as the NFL. Tremendous words of wisdom. And, and it's the kind of thing that I, I think every entrepreneur and quite frankly, every business person, every athlete listen to the things that you just talked about. I think that's it's it's incredible. And like you've you've done that. You not only have, you know, you don't not, not only thought this is you lived it. You've lived an athlete now as broadcaster. Someone does the right thing from a philanthropic perspective. And and, and only with us at 76 Cap as the chairman of Athlete Venture Group. And, you know, one thing I'd love to, to touch on before we get into all the Athlete Venture Group kind of thing, but I mean, Brian, you're you're doing a lot of media. Um, and it was, did you, when you were sort of finishing your career in the NFL, did you think that you were going to go sort of to the other side of the microphone and start to become a broadcaster? Was that something that you thought about? Or is that something that has, was it was a, sort of progressed after after playing it's really funny that you asked that because i have at this point great relationships with a lot of the the men and women that that cover the team a lot of the reporters and and the the, the analysts and things like that and their their whole thing about me at the time was that you never wanted to talk to us you never gave us any stories you never told us anything because as a player i just always felt that if you want to know how I feel, you want to know how I think about the game, go watch the tape. If you watch the tape and 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 that should show you everything that you know about me. I'm going to give 100% on every play. I'm going to be out there as much as I can. I'm going to play hurt. I'm going to do all the dirty work that, that requires uh, to be done on the football field. I'm going to do all those things. And to me, that I wanted my play on the field to speak for me much more than my words. And so uh, for me to go into broadcasting and to media after that, a lot of people were shocked. They were like, we've never, we've never even heard you talk before. Um, and it, it's just weird because, you know, the things happen like that. I, I just, you know, I want to, again, my play to speak for itself. But, you know, I, I never thought that I was going to go into broadcasting. That wasn't my goal. It was one of those things that just kind of fell on my plate. And I worked my butt off to try to be a much better um, analyst and broadcaster over, over the years. And so really what, what ended up happening is people wanted to hear my perspective. They wanted to hear me talk about the game. And after playing nine years in the NFL, um, I was at least a little smart enough to be able to talk intelligently uh, about the game and at least explain what was going on on the field. And, and that's what all these networks wanted. Um, and so now I've been blessed enough to be on 97.5 for, for a long time at this point. I've been on Fox Sports 1 on First Things First for a couple years at this point as well. And, and of course, 
you know, one of the things that, you know, I love, and of course the Adam Lefko show, which we do every single week. Um, you know, one of the things I love is people that come to me say, you know what, I understand the game better now that I listen to you. And I understand why teams do this. And I have a better perspective of what the players are coming from. And to me, that's what it's all about, explaining to people where the player's thought process is. Because, you know, I can't tell you about the the ownership and things like that. I can tell you about our dealings with that, with them. But I can tell you exactly what a player thinks and a player feels. And at any given time, there's only, there's only 1,600 players in the NFL. And so to hear that thought process, hear that thought process about the guys that have played in the league, I think is important to people. And that's kind of how, how I fell into the uh, broadcasting roles. Well, you've certainly done a really good job um, on, on, in all of those roles. Um, I love listening to 97.5. I've shared with you. My son and I listened to you for the Eagles game. <laughs> On, and on on Sundays, that was always a lot of fun. And then, you know, listening to you and Lefko on your podcast is is always fascinating and interesting. And, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you, you know, you, you don't pull punches. You know, I mean, you talk about things that maybe other people are maybe are a little afraid of talking about, don't want to express their opinion. I mean, it's one of the things that we have to do on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. And look, we and at 76 Capital as a fund as well. We put it out there. You know, we put it out there that we're about investing in smart, nice entrepreneurs that want to change the world and that are truly passionate about doing that. Like, that's what we do. We put it out there. We want to make we also recognize that we want to make sure that, you know, we, we are truly doing the right thing. And, mm-hmm. and that, you know, if there is some sort of something wrong going in the, going on in the world, we're going to talk about it. If there's something that right. we believe that we don't believe in. We're not going to, you know, in a word, something if there's an entrepreneur or there's someone that's doing something that's that's not um, that doesn't fit into the values that we have at 76 Capital. We just don't get involved. Um, yeah. And we, quite frankly, we'll speak out about it if we if we have to. Um, well, you know, I, I think. But, but Wayne, before you leave, I, I think that's so important because there are so many people that are willing to look past things in, in business just to make money. Right. And one of, like I mentioned earlier, one of the things that stuck out for me when I met with you, um, Jess, earlier on was that you said, I want to be in business with good people. And I'm and I think of myself as a good person, but it stuck out because most people are saying I want to be in business and I want to win. I want to earn money. I want to make money and I want to keep making money. And whether you're a good person or not, I, I can take it or leave it. But to me, it's important that we, we surround yourself with good people. I believe in positive vibes. I believe in doing the right thing all the time. And, and, and when I talked about the leaders of our football team, that was what it was all about. Leadership is not a part-time job. It's a full-time job. You got to be a leader every single day, every single hour when you wake up all day long until you go to sleep. And to me, it, it matters and it counts when you talk about being a good person. To me, that that that's the root of being successful. Just be a good person. Don't try to dog people out. Don't try to shortcut people. Do the right thing. And if you just consistently do the right thing time after time after time, good things will come to you in return. It may not be every time, but good things will come to you at the end. And to me, that's that has to be the goal and the most important thing when I look at businesses. Well, that's certainly, you know, right in line with everything that we talk about. And it's one of the reasons why we're so excited to have you as our next chairman of our Athlete Venture Group. 
And, you know, I'd love from, from your perspective to share with, with our audience. I mean, I know you and my partner, Chad Stender, have been really working hard on, on the what's next for the Athlete Venture Group and really just sort of hear how, um, you know, what you're thinking there and, and what why it's something that you're interested in getting involved with and it's such an attractive opportunity for you. Well, you know, I, I believe that, you know, I've been blessed enough to play in the NFL for nine years and, and, you know, thankful and grateful enough to be able to have acquired a small nest egg of funds that, you know, you can now pursue what you're passionate about. And I can now pursue things that are important to me and certainly show my kids along the way and, and leave that legacy of helping people, that legacy of, of doing the right thing and, and being a business person. And so one of the things that, you know, Chad and I really thought was important was that there's a bunch of athletes there's a bunch of entertainers. There's a bunch of influencers, even other business people that have a need, right? They have a thought that they want to be a part of business. They want to be in business. And, you know, I, I felt the same way. And when I left the NFL, people said, you know, I know Brian Westbrook as a football player. And that was important because I was a football player. That's, that's who I was. And they didn't understand Brian Westbrook as a businessman because that wasn't my brand. My brand was solely football. And so part of the Athlete Venture Group is to help build your brand, help build your brand as a businessman. And, and, I, and I have to give you credit. I have to give your whole team credit, because when I came to you guys, what, two or three years ago, I wasn't I, I mean, I, I had businesses, but I wasn't known as a businessman. That wasn't my brand. Again, my brand was talking football all day long. And so when I went to companies, it was like, hey, I want to be a part of your company. They're like, well, we don't play football. We're not a football company. We're a business, you know, and. A big part of the Athlete Venture Group is our ability to help you build your brand. We want to connect you with business leaders. We want to connect you with people in the sports world. We want to connect you with people in the, the esports gaming world. We want to support, connect you with people um, all along the sports uh, horizon. In 76 Capital, you've just done a great job of connecting the dots. That's huge. And so as a former athlete, over the last three years, I've been able to change my brand from solely an analyst, solely a football player to Brian Westbrook, the businessman. That's what we want to help people in the athlete venture group do. We want you to change your brand so that now you're 35 years old. Now for the next 40 years, you can be known as John Doe, the businessman. And people look at you and take you serious. We want to help you do that. Not only that, we, we also found, and I, I, I again, I experienced a lot of these things myself. And so now as we build these programs, we are, are certainly going to implement all these things in them. But, you know, one of the things that I experienced was I had to understand. I mean, I went to college. I went to Villanova, got a business degree there. I got an executive business degree at Wharton. So I have a business background. However, that was 10, 15 years ago. What, what do I know now about what's going on in business now? Not very much. And so it was important for me to understand the definitions, the terminology, what's being talked about in the business, in the business world. And another, another, this is a huge part of the Athlete Venture Group. We're going to give you all those things that are very important to what's going on in the business sector today. Not 10 years ago when you were in college, but what's going on right now. To me, that's, that's huge. You got to understand the lingo. You can't go into meetings and make decisions on, um, do you want to be a part of a company if you have no clue what some of these words are? I mean, we have to give you that. And luckily, sometimes you can pay a lot of money 
to go find these things, or you can find yourself a mentor that can help you. At the Athlete Venture Group, we want to, we, this is what we specialize in. We want to help you learn these things so that you can be a better business person. Other part about the Athlete Venture Group is that we all get people coming to us. Everybody has a deck now. Everybody has a business plan. Everybody wants to do something special. And everybody's plan is terrific. It's the next Google, the next, uh, you know, the next best thing. It's the, it's the greatest thing ever, right? And so as a business person, how do you evaluate that? You, you, sometimes you can't go to people that, that are, have vested interest in that business because they're not going to give you a straight answer. They're not going to tell you um, everything that you need to know. So being a part of this athlete venture group is saying, okay, I got these three decks. I actually like all three of these businesses. Tell me what I need to know about these businesses so I can make a decision. Just, I mean, just give me your straight, honest, unbiased truth. Tell me what I need to know. Well, you know, this business, we're not going to tell you to do it or not. We're going to tell you, this is what this business, what you, this is what you need to think about in this business sector. This is how you need to think about it. This is why those things are important. And this is how risky it is. And now you go off and make your decision. And, and hopefully it's a great decision. And we certainly will support you there as well. And so, you know, as we go along with the Athlete Venture Group, I, I think we can help so many people um, get out of that mode that they're in right now and hopefully build that brand that you actually want to be uh, a part of. And then we're going to connect the dots. A big part of business, Wayne, as you know, is networking. Well, how do you make your circle bigger? Well, you got to walk in those circles. You got to be in those circles. And, and I'll use myself as an example. About a year ago, I went and, and spoke. It was, here, it was here in New York at the 4040 Club and just a group of business people. And it was associated, with, of course, with 76 Capital. But just being in that room, that synergy between other like-minded people. Now I'm getting calls. I'm getting cards. I'm getting emails all the time talking business. I've, ch- I've been able to change the, 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 the brand. I've been able to change the way that people uh, have thought about me. And that's what we want to do with these athletes, entertainers, influencers, whoever else wants to join our group. We want to help you become the person that you want to be. And I, I think we have a great way of doing it. And, and I think our group will, will certainly help a lot of people a- along the way. Well, it's super exciting to have you as the as the chairman of our athlete venture group. I know that you know my partner Matt is so excited about you know it all and moving it forward and and having this be part of the, the the initial announcement of everything that we're doing together. Really excited about that. And you know, the, one of the things that we also talk about is is how and I think you're really on the head of being able to be able to not only looked at as a former athlete, but you're a person as well. But at the same time, a lot of that social capital that you that you've you accumulated on the field, on the you can use a lot of that capital to help you be successful in the business world. And that's okay. It's okay to sort of it's okay to use that energy because everyone in the business world, you use whatever you can get to try to be that's successful. Right. So if you have it, you may as well use it. And I think that's one of the things that I know you that you really thought about. Yeah, well, just think about this. Uh, we spend, I spend a lot of time on social media. We, we, I see it here on the bottom, LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. These are important, time-consuming things. Why wouldn't you use them? You got 100,000 followers. You got 50,000 followers. You have 2,000 followers. Why wouldn't you use your influence that you have to help progress your business side too? 
And there are just times, it's just flat out, that instead of for athletes, influencers, entertainers, whoever you are, instead of putting in money, won't you use your social media? Use that, use that leverage that you have. Use the leverage that you have as a as a, a celebrity, as a as a personality to be able to get into some of these deals. We want to teach you that. We want to teach you all the different things that you can use without spending a dime. We're gonna, we want to save you money. We don't want you to get into bad deals. We don't want you to be spending your money. We want to save you money so that we can push you in the right direction. And, and you know, we're super excited about it. We're, I, I really am. I know Chad is excited about it and, and on all of our group about what we're going to be able to do to help people um, a, a, along the way. And, and here's the other thing, Wayne. As they learn about this group, they're going to be exposed to the 76 Capital. All the companies that we invest in with 76 Capital. You want to learn about sports analytics? This is the place to do it. You want to learn about esports? This is the place to do it. You want to learn about sports technology? This is the place to do it. There's no better place than a company like 76 Capital uh, you know, that you can associate with to learn all those things that's going to take your business level from here all the way up here. And I, I think a lot of people can associate with that. Um, and I'm just super excited to be a, a, a part of it as well. Well, we're super excited to have you. And, you know, one of the one of the great examples of of, of what we're talking about is another one of our um, friends and, 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 and someone that came from our strategic part Rubicon talent is Emmanuel Sander. And what Emmanuel has done as, as a, certainly as a great wide receiver this past yep. year for the New Orleans Saints. Um, but, you know, what Emmanuel is, is a business person off the field. He's also a time gamer, loves esports, loves the gaming world. And through, you know, Rubicon Talent, he learned about 76 Capital, mm -hmm. learned about the fact that we're investors in the esports industry. He learned about the fact that he, that we're in Nerd Street Gamers. He connect, was able to, we connected him with the CEO of Nerd Street Gamers. They became friends. They were gaming online against each other. And, and, and then they started to, you know, do business together as an influencer. And then at this, after all of that, had the said, you know what, I would like to be an investor in this. Thing. So a progression that you're describing right now where you learn and you get yourself in and you get your hands in the in, into this, but then and way before you take the checkbook out, right? Really thinking about and making sure it's that something that you're truly interested in, passionate about and, and want to be involved instead of just stroking a check and then you know, say, hey, is this the next Google? Is this the next Facebook? Like those those kinds of things are, you know, really, really tough things to do. But if you can get yourself involved in something that you actually believe that you can help, which certainly Emmanuel has done a heck of a job for, you know, helping us, uh, in actually wearing the Nerd Street logo on his on his cleats when he was for the 49er last year, getting fine and not even caring about it. But I mean, just love the pack that he has. Uh, for 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 what we're doing at 70s. Well, that, I think that's a key to any investment that you have, um, any company that 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 you want to put money into. You got to be knowledgeable about the area. You know, a lot at least knowledgeable about the company, knowledgeable about that sector. But you also got to be passionate about it. But how can you how can you help something that you're not passionate about? How can you help with something that you're not knowledgeable about? Knowledgeable about you can't. And so I, I just think that it's super important um, that, that everyone understands that, again, that's part of the teaching process. And, and this athlete venture group is, is not about getting your money. It's, it's just not. 
It's about helping you learn how to spend your money wisely. And if you see an investment that you like, let us help you. Then we'll, we'll push you in that direction. But we're not here to, to, to take. We're here to give. And I think that's a, that's a big part of our group. And again, you know, people, good people and, 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 and people that make the right decisions, do right by others, good things happen. And this is, again, our efforts to make sure that we're surrounded by good people doing the right thing all the time. And I just think that we're going to be super successful at doing it. Well, Brian, it's been really special and, and awesome to have you on our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Super happy that you are our next chairman of our athletic group. And make sure, everybody, that you follow Brian at 36 Westbrook on Twitter and follow him on Instagram. I mean, you, you will learn a lot from just following Brian. But at the same time, if you're somebody, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an athlete, if you're a business person and you really want to do something within the sports world, as Brian talked about this, the esports industry, the sports industry, the sport betting industry, and you truly want to do the next, next thing, whether that's your own idea or work in that industry, let's know, reach out to us at 76 Capital. We would love to hear from you. So Wayne Kimmel, Brian, amazing. Again, thanks for being on our show. Thanks so much, Wayne. I appreciate it. All right, everyone, have a great day. And thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of the 76 Capital Leadership Series. In Philadelphia, reputation is key. No one knows that better than RushOrderTees.com. RushOrderTees has proudly printed high-quality custom apparel in Philly since they started in 2002. They take printing as seriously as their love for Philly sports, cheesesteaks, and that statue outside the art museum. No matter the order size or deadline, Rush Order Tees has you covered. Start your design today online or give them a call at 1-800-620-1233. RushOrderTees.com, Philadelphia's home for custom apparel.